everybody. Welcome back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. This is Chelsea. And I'm Olivia, and we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers. I'm waiting for the day you're like, about romance. About (laughs) cozies. And then everyone's just like... Goodbye. And no. I'm going to – I mean, you'd be the first one to be like, and I'm out. I would. I would be like, oh, wait, hold on one second. What? Where am I? I don't understand. What is happening? Um, Well, how how are you doing? How was your foot since surgery? We didn't talk about that last week. Oh, I mean, okay, it's fine. So let me just tell you the journey that I've had. So I okay. I had my surgery, whatever. It was fine. That there was it was no big deal. It was just like a regular cut, whatever. And then yes, but you I, faced your fear. Let's just I faced that my right fear. Quick. I'm really proud I, of you. Thank you. I berated my nurse because the interior decoration of the hospital was not up to my standards. So I remember <laughs> oh when you were coming out of an- anesthesia. Um, you did. I wish I could say that's oh. that's when it was, but it was when I originally got there. I was like, honestly, the <laughs> fact that this place is beige is very concerning to me. And if I would like it if it was a sage green in here. And he was like, oh, okay, like I'll take notes. And I was like, look at that. It's just if you want me to be comfortable, get this beige out of here. I'm just, it's not for me. So You're we had incredible. that talk. Yeah, I tried to recruit him to become a pharmacist in my program. Okay, also okay. did not succeed in that. Um, I don't remember about after the anesthesia, honestly. Like, I don't remember that. So I'm sure it was fine. I ended up coming home and it, it was fine. Like, it, yes, I faced my fear. Didn't hurt that bad. I didn't like do anything weird probably. And if I did, nobody recorded it, which is what matters. No. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah. You're totally fine. But now it's like going through that whole annoying I'm crippled thing again, which is the oh, worst. Yeah. So that's been annoying. Scooter around everywhere. (laughs) Yes, and this time there's just like an ace bandage around my foot, and that's all they gave me. And so I'm like, um, this doesn't feel like it's protecting me, but I guess it is. Maybe (laughs) I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I support you. Um, Thank you. Maybe moving around a lot because I'm just concerned you're going to bang it on something. That's what I'd be scared of all the time. It's like I'm going to yeah, bang no. it Yeah, no. The worst part is when I'm sleeping because I think I kick in my sleep, I'm pretty sure, because <laughs> this morning the ace bandage was like half off and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a journey. But on the plus side, I've had a ton of time to watch Netflix and that's Ooh. really, yeah, that's been really the goal of this time is just watch every show on Netflix that I okay yeah what are you loving oh I'm so happy you asked so we watched I don't know have you watched Glass Onion yet I have okay let's talk about it quickly what did you think okay so I'm gonna say this with a caveat that I watched it I do remember liking it I don't remember shit about it. Um, I was cool. high at the time. Cool. It. It, <laughs> so... made, it made no impression whatsoever, and you could not care less. All right. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I feel the same way about Knives Out. Like, I liked them both. They're fun mysteries. They're fun, like, clue-like mysteries. I really enjoyed that. I think Daniel Craig is a great character. I've yes. been in love with Edward Norton, like, for 20 years. So, yeah. loved it. Yeah. That's what my impression was of it. Nothing really took I... away. Why don't you tell me about yours? <laughs> Well, I just thought the first one was a lot better. And even in the first one, so when I first watched Regular Knives Out, I was like, it's 
obviously the person who did it is very obvious to me um, because it's the person they barely show at all. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you paid for this super big name actor and he's barely in it. I wonder why. Duh. So then this one, I was like, as we started watching it, I was like, I bet you it's the most famous person because that's their brand. And then kind of was depending on who you think the most famous person <laughs> it does is. depend on who you think the most famous person is. yeah so if you don't um, think it's that person that's fine but it was the most famous person that's all i'm saying it's still i mean i think it's still really fun it was it was super fun it was just like everyone hyped it up like it's gonna be such a mystery and i was like um if you read any thrillers at all this is not a mystery right but, right okay well, it's, it's funny because i had the similar kind of thing because when one of the characters showed up um, is, is a female character and I was like oh yeah she's definitely like majorly involved and my husband mm. was like there's no way no she's not and I was like no I guarantee you they're putting way too much focus you right. Know, right now and I was like right. she's definitely like highly involved somehow so right oh you knew yes. yep yep you do yep. you knew the whole you time too. it's still fun but I just I don't like when people hype things up too much because then I in my mind I'm like this is gonna be amazing and then it's like it's good but it's like it's not the new Gone Girl, you know what I mean? Oh no, it wasn't like a, a mean. It wasn't glass shattering, glass right? Onion. Um, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read an article though that the director was like really pissed. He didn't want it to be named a Knives Out mystery. He wanted it to be its own thing. So, it but it like, has the same main character at the right. detective. <laughs> That's what I thought too. So I was like, well, I can see why they're doing this. But he was like. Uh, he wanted it to be more individual, like more standalone-y. And I think that they he wanted the character in there. But he's like, everyone is very, like Hollywood is so into serializing everything. And mm. to be fair, you know, that's kind of I mean, he's true. not wrong, but also Not like, wrong. Oh my mm. God. On Christmas Day, we spent, uh, so YouTube will some, like people put YouTube videos up where they've got like different clips of upcoming movies. So all the trailers, mm-hmm. you can watch a bunch of trailers at once. So we watched that on Christmas Day. Like, what do we think we want to watch next year? And so many of them were Marvel, DC. DC or sequels and there were only like three or four original stories and I was like this is stupid <laughs> what is yeah I like those things but like man yeah. it's like, it feels cheap I don't know yeah it's just really not the thing anymore it's like everything is something you've already seen which is kind of exactly. disappointing yeah. unless you loved the first one and then you'll love right. the second one no matter what yeah which is what I think about the great thing about books is because there's – I feel like we have – there's way, way, way more original stories that are happening yes. in the pages of books than we're seeing. I totally agree things. with you. There's so yeah. many more options and it's just like less publicized, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so you watch Glass Onion. Anything else on Netflix kind of standing out to you? Yes, but you won't care. Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Love, I don't care, but Love I appreciate Island that. has been a international show. So I think the first ones were in like, I don't know, Australia or Britain or whatever. But then they brought the Love Island US to Netflix because season two is about to come out. I never watched season one though. And I saw it on there and you know, come on, Love Island. Yeah. I was, I mean, that's hyped. like, that's it's me, Chelsea. <laughs> yes, it's a hundred percent me. So I've been binging Love Island, um, The Circle. I don't know if you've watched The Circle, also a reality TV show about catfishing okay. people. Okay. Um, so you like try to catfish everybody into thinking you're something that is what I mean, you might be telling the truth, but maybe not. And you try to win money and like trick everybody that came okay. back on Wednesday. It's very fun. good. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, I really like it. And the first I think the first season is the best. So if you haven't seen the circle. Netflix. Okay. It's okay. a good one. Um, so I've been watching those. What else? 
maybe that's it. What about you? How have you been doing? Good. I've been um I've been spending a lot of time sleeping actually. Uh, mm, while love I'm on that this break. Yeah, I think like not yesterday, but the day before, I slept for twelve hours. Ugh, what a dream. It was pretty nice. I was like, okay, apparently I need it. And then today I also like way overslept. But so I've been doing that um, in between things. What am I doing? Oh, I keep trying to read books. It's not really working out well. I've been Boo. working on planning my Instagram for for January. So that's been taking some time. I want to try mm-hmm. to do some different things. We'll see. Um, Ooh. And I'm watching – I've been watching Person of Interest with Jared. Um, nice. Yeah. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, I want to say yes. It sounds super okay. familiar. I'm not 100% sure though. Yeah. It used to be like a procedural on one of the ma- like cable networks. It's on HBO Max right now for the, for okay. the whole series. And it is Jared's favorite show. So we've tried to watch it together a couple times, but I get very distracted easily. Um, sure. So we are rewatching it. I'm paying attention. But the episodes are like, they're the first season. Okay. here here's the, It's a great show. Here's the thing. The first season is 20 episodes and I and they're all an hour each and they're so oh, dense. No. They're so densely packed <laughs> with stuff. It feels like one episode is 3 and I'm just like I feel like I've been in this like world for so yeah. many years now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so this it's really great. It's about um a man who builds a machine that is spying on all of the American people. That he mm-hmm. sells sells it to the government. The government is trying to use it to prevent terrorism. But while that is going on, there are also all of these numbers that come up that of regular people that are just in dangerous situations that their life is in danger. Sure. Of. Either they're killing someone or they're going to be killed. So he gets this military guy, um, John Reese, from off the streets, who's like a CIA, ex-CIA operative. Anyway, they save people. That's the story. That's what goes on. Yeah. It's very, like, the plot itself is very tightly woven. It is really well plotted out, really well written in that sense. But the dialogue is lit. Like, I just want to stab my eyes out every single <laughs> episode. There are so many cheesy lines and so many things that I'm just like, oh, my God, it's so bad. And the actors, all of them, talk in a really low voice like this. And it's mm. very sinister, Chelsea. Sex. Even when they're just talking about eating hamburgers. Like, Mm. it's just, I can't. I can't do it. So um, that's where I'm at. That's what I've been dealing with. Uh, (laughs) It's good. You're a good person. That's a lot. Listen, um, I'm going to take this. And after I watch this whole uh, series, we're on season two right now, like early season two. And I think there's six seasons. So, oh my God, this is take forever. But once we're done with this, I'm making Jared watch The Good Place and yep. um, a couple of my other favorite shows. Yep. So I'll, and I'll get it back. And he cannot complain because no. that's a real mm-hmm. commitment. Yeah. This is a serious commitment <laughs> I made here on his behalf. Yeah. Um, and I keep like, I'll read a couple chapters of a book and then I'll go back and I'll watch an episode and then like, I got to have a break. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I need to get away from this for a little bit if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Okay. Love okay. That's cool. So anyway, yeah. That's what I got going on. Um, yeah. um, did you see that there was an arrest for the Idaho University stabbing? I didn't. What? Yes. What? Okay. Okay. Let me tell you because I, this really caught my attention because I mean, I have kind of been looking at the case, but, uh, there, there's an article that came out about the guy they arrested and his similarities to Ted Bundy. Okay. <gasps> 
so yeah. Oh my so god. Name- and how to? Oh my god. Okay. Go. Yes. yes. So the uh, the arrested guy, his name is Brian Koberger, um, and he's the one who. I mean, if no one has heard about this, there was like four students stabbed in Idaho. I think we talked about it on another podcast. We didn't. Maybe. We did. Oh. We haven't talked about this yet. So I, I know a little bit about myself. the case. You, may have. <laughs> you and I may have talked about this, but so yes. the case is four and they were, um, were they Greek? They're like college students. Uh, it was yeah. like three sorority sisters and one of their boyfriends, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, and they all got stabbed and it was like this whole thing and then it was unsolved mm-hmm. and it's been a couple months and now they mm-hmm. finally arrested somebody um, in Pennsylvania, which is interesting. Oh, wow. So this guy was a student there um, at Washington State University. Oh, oh, of course. Ted Bundy's alma mater. What a coincidence. Well, uh, um, I'm going to have to correct you. Well, oh, wait. Uh, no, Bundy, you're right. Ted Bundy's it's university. You're right. You're right. But they're, they're close. They're close. Okay. They're close. Uh, they're both in the same state and they're both crazy. So yes. 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 <laughs> okay, no, it keeps going. So this, this guy, Brian, was majoring in criminology. Oh. Okay. Yes. Um, he used similar methods as Ted Bundy, Bundy with like stalking his victims. Mm. Um, he also, what else was there? It was, um, oh, he went on like before he committed the crimes on Reddit and was like asking questions about like how crimes are committed and how to target victims what? and like how to get away from a crime scene. Yes. What? There, yes. So he did like some weird research. Um, and the creepiest thing is their their mugshots, they look so freaking similar. Like they have the same hair, they have the same like cheekbones, they have the same like creepy. It's so weird. Like, you know how Ted Bunny had like super thin lips? It was like <gasps> that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my yes. gosh. Did he you t- look it looks- up? I I just looked it up. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a, a very he looks like a modern Ted Bundy. Yes, he looks what? like a modern Ted Bundy. And then also in the beginning of this month, Ted Bundy's old lawyer was talking to the news and was like, it seems like there's like some similarities between the Idaho killing and Ted Bundy. And like, look it. It's so creepy. He's oh like so similar. God. And the fact well, that they found him in Pennsylvania when he went to school in Washington, like that's insane. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but even the crime itself is very Ted Bundy, like his last couple crimes in Florida. Yes. Right? Um, the yes. last ones that he did before his very, his final one. Yeah. His hair looks similar. He has similar facial features. The dark know. eyes. The, his, yeah. They're very similar. It's creepy. He's like young and ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Okay. Well. Yeah. I know. So hopefully they can prove that he did it because I don't. He looks real creepy. Yeah, he well, he looks creepy anyway. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I think that um, I haven't been following this because I tend to like I'll come in a little bit later once things are a little more solid, yeah. a little more put together. You could go down a rabbit hole easily. Like, I, oh, in progress. oh, you're a hundred percent right. And what happened was when I was reading this article, it linked to another article about. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're you're right because I saw it was like talking about these um, murders that happened 22 years ago called the Goldilocks killings. Have you oh, heard of that? No. Okay. So it linked to this article. And so of course I was like, I have to read it. So it was talking about the Goldilocks killings, which is super weird. So it was a family that got murdered. Um, it was like a mom and dad and some kids. I want to say it was like two, I think two kids um, that were also murdered. And 
the um, perpetrator left a ton of evidence, like so much evidence that they knew what he ate. He like used their toilet, like oh literally left this guy, Idaho guy. Uh, no, the Goldilocks, oh, the Goldilocks guy. Okay, okay, okay. So this case happened 22 years ago. It was it's never been solved, never. Um, and he so this guy goes to this house, like murders a whole family, stays there all night from like the night until the morning. He ate stuff from their fridge. He like used their computer. He oh, left a ton of stuff there. He left like a bunch of clothes. He left. Like a, like a ton of clothes, a footprint, fingerprints, shoe prints, blood. And they know so much about him. They know like his height. They know his weight. They know his blood type. They know he's right-handed. They know his age. They know what he ate. They know like all these things. Oh and they still God. haven't been able to solve it in 22 years, which I was like, that is so crazy because they have all the evidence, you know? Yeah. Okay. So uh, as you were talking, I looked it up as well. Yeah. So it's a, it's in Japan. It was a Japanese family in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this is like crazy. What, uh, when, as you were talking, I was like scrolling through this. Police also found open first aid kit and sanitary napkins soaked in the killer's blood. They literally have his blood. Yes. That's they insane. have his, they have all of the DNA they need. Like they have everything. They have his fingerprints. They have everything. They have wow. everything. Yeah. And yet still, and what, it was like a super brutal. So he like stabbed the dad until the knife broke and then like got oh one my there. Oh my God. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And then he like took another knife to kill the mom and like he really, it was like a frenzy. And so it's really a very intriguing. It's bizarre. This is yes. bizarre. Yes. Like he took okay. a nap when he was there. Like. Oh my God. It's, this is it's also wild. very Joseph, uh, Joseph James D'Angelo. Oh. Uh, um, the Golden State Killer. The Golden, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Where he would like go in the houses and like use their stuff and everything. But yeah. wow. This is, this is. Wow. Yeah. And I had never heard of it. And so it was really, I mean. I, I tried to stop looking up articles, but this one really got me. <laughs> I don't blame you. I feel like um, I definitely know what I'm doing this afternoon. I'll be going down this rabbit hole. Um, I know. Because I think whatever you found, because when I just like I Googled Goldilocks killing or yeah. killers, and um, I, this might be the article that you were talking about because it says it's been 44 days since the yes. University of Students were stabbed. Wow. So it was like connected them. It was like, so, and then this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't stop. I can't stop. This is incredible. Well, this crime needs to be solved. There's no reason it shouldn't be. I know. Right? Like, With all that evidence, that makes no sense. It means it's solvable, which means that they will figure it out. I have faith yeah. that they're going to figure I it agree. out. I agree. Maybe they need to use some genealogy or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm sure they will, but it's just crazy that, that something could go so long, you know? Yeah, especially today. And with having DNA and being, all this evidence and in the 22 – that was what? Oh, that was 2000. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. to, I mean, we were we were still getting there. By now, they should be able to solve it, though. That's what I'm saying. Come on, guys. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, sitting here at my desk, you know, having an opinion. And I feel like, like they should just do it. <laughs> Come on. Like, what are you waiting for? Japanese police, why are you Not taking it. so long? Memes. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it is. But yeah, no. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I've had a lot of free time. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, I really dig it. And now I'm definitely yeah. going – I mean, so listeners, if you decide you're going to Google the the article, I mean, they have photos of like – they literally have his clothes. They're like right. – they have a police flyer that showed like what he was wearing and the clothes. And I mean, this is It's nice. him. It's him without him. It's all his stuff, yeah. all his DNA, all his evidence, and just no perpetrator. Yep. So anyway, well, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you're welcome. If if anyone needs like some good conspiracy theories or rabbit holes, I got you because that's my free time. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I am really excited. That was that was breaking news to me about the arrest of the <gasps> right? um, Idaho slaying. So that's very very exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, did did you guys do your book club meetup? Uh, we're doing it tonight. So okay. we're having it this evening, which will be great. It's our last one of 2022. It's like the December, Christmas, holiday, whatever meetup where we all just go eat nice food. And mm-hmm. last year we did it at this really nice outdoor library. We did like a lunch and it was all decorated for Christmas. But this year we have more people. So I'm like, where can we bring even more people? So we're just going out to eat and doing like a white elephant and all of that stuff oh. tonight. That is yeah. fun. I love that. I know. I can't wait. That's going to be really fun. So our chapter for – we're doing it next Sunday. We're meeting. So it'll be a couple weeks from now. Um, but Yay. we're doing um, a breakfast charcuterie. Um, yeah, <gasps> love that. I, I'm hosting it at my house. I'm really excited. And then we're going to do a um, kind of blind date with the book. So everyone's bringing in a wrapped book with Yay. some like details. And then we're going to do an exchange. Like Okay, cool. With a new book. So yeah, yeah. That'll be fun too. That'll be super fun. I love, like, every day it's book club day, I'm like, this is the best. I know. It's funny. So um, I've talked about this before where my my best friend moved to the other side of the state. And I don't know, just because of the pandemic and stuff. So I had a couple different friend groups and they sort of have all kind of dissolved into doing yeah. their own things. Things have changed in the last couple of years, which is fine. And um, and I was sitting here this week and I was like, man, like, I feel kind of lonely. Like, I, I haven't gone out and done anything or seen anyone. And I was like, I really wish I had some friends to talk to you right now. And then I was like, oh, my God, what am I talking about? <laughs> I have friends. And so I reached out to my book club people. And so I'm meeting up with a couple of them on Saturday. And we're just going to go. We're meeting up for coffee. We're going to go to a bookstore. But it's like – I love it. Meeting. And I was like, I'm so dumb. Of course I have friends. I have <laughs> Book people, so yeah, loving that. I'm excited. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, sorry, my bad. I forgot about all you guys. Uh, like, there are people here. I can. I need to make new friends. This is how to do it. Great. Right. You already have something in common, which is the yes. best. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be super fun. And then next week, next what is it? Yeah, next week, or I guess when this podcast comes out, which is going to be. I'll the say last, last week. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's almost my birthday. So I'm super excited about that. <gasps> what? Chelsea? Yeah. When's your birthday? So, the 7th of January. Okay. Uh-huh. And so we're doing a birthday break. Because I told, I know. I told everybody, I was like, I don't want to do like anything big. Because last year I had a giant party. And I'm like, okay, no. I'm going to wait till I'm like the next big birthday to do something big. So I was like, I just want to do anything small. So we're going to have brunch and like hang out and do like play games and stuff. So that'll be really fun too. That is fun. Oh my gosh. Is it a little bit of a bummer? Let me, let me ask. Is it a little bummer to have your birthday so close to Christmas? Yes. It sucks so hard. Every year Uh it's like, here's your birthday slash Christmas present. And I'm like, oh. Yep. So my birthday is November 6th. So I'm on the other side of it and it's the same exact thing. Oh, I'm going to get you a joint birthday Christmas. No! Yeah. It sucks so hard. I'm like, and Joe's birthday is in December. And so it's literally like his birthday, then a week later, Christmas, then New Year's, then my birthday. All in <laughs> I'm in row. nothing. I'm in nothing. Yeah. I'm like, year. <laughs> we should celebrate like half birthdays because you this should. time of year is already fun. You know, like let's make other times fun. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my niece is turning 16 on the 4th. And oh. um, I, I mean, I'm super excited for her that, you know, she's, she's a teenager. Like, 
like a like a fully a teenager now, you know, 16. Right. Um, anyway, but I always feel bad because I'm I try to be really, really meticulous of like, do not give any joint gifts. <laughs> like yeah. I have to do one separate and then send another one out a couple weeks later. Because it sucks. It does, it no, sucks. It's, like, it's such the a worst. The people in the summer get like they get a summertime birthday so they can have pool parties first. Right. Second right. of all, like then and there's like no school when you were in school. So it was like right. you know, more party time. And then it's so far away from Christmas you can get totally awesome gifts there and at Christmas. I know. They don't know what they have. They don't they appreciate don't know. it. They don't realize they don't know. how good it no. is. <laughs> if you have a summer birthday, you should be real happy because you get yeah. separate presents. So enjoy those. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That got aggressive. Okay, so do we have any pub days today? <laughs> Guess what we do? Yay! January 10th. We've got a good handful of books coming out today. Um, so first one up, All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. Woo-hoo! You can check out episode eight where our guest covers that book. There's also Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica, also out. Um, and you can find that information on episode 12, where Chelsea covered that book. So Yay. I'm loving this because we're getting to talk about books that are coming. And then it's just like, go back to these episodes. Yeah, go today. back in here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple other books that um, are coming out. So the first one is Everybody Knows by Jordan Harper, which is a crime fiction mystery. And it is just like one line, a fearless black bag publicist exposes the belly of the L.A. beast. So I was like, okay. All right. Um, And Jordan Harper, I've never – I hadn't heard of until I started following S.A. Cosby on Twitter. And he said that his previous book was one of S.A. – one of – uh, Cosby's favorite books so I downloaded oh, wow. it and it was one of those that I started trying to read and I was like this is thick like this is actual like a big yeah it's a dense book and I was like I don't have time for this right now but um it S.A. Cosby said it was one of his favorites so check that out okay the next one is I was gonna do a longer synopsis of this and you're gonna see why real quick why I didn't cool um so you must remember this by Kat yes. Rosenfeld which is a uh-huh. domestic suspense um, an 85-year-old woman with dementia dies in tragic circumstances oh. on Christmas Eve, and the family fights over the will. Uh-huh. Was it really a tragic accident, or did someone kill her? Cool. So, yeah, Her-gurring. it sounds good. But I was like, I'm going to just do a real yeah. quick synopsis. That's super triggering. I did just get that one, so I'm going to be did reading you? it soon. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think. It sounds like yeah. it's actually really good. Um, it does. Yeah. So it, Just it, triggering. So, yeah. Just, I mean, for me, but. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a couple of other ones that I hadn't heard of before, which I'm excited for. The first one is The Hunter by Jennifer Herrera. It's a mystery suspense psychological thriller. After reckless behavior costs NYPD detective Lee O'Donnell her job and her marriage, three suspicious drownings in her hometown caused her to return to Copper Falls, Ohio, in the hopes that solving a triple homicide just might get her life back on course. Lee had stayed away from Copper Falls for decades, even though her trio of loving uncles and her brothers still call it home. Because Copper Falls may seem idyllic, but something rotten lies at its core. Mm. As strong and intuitive, Lee isn't afraid to face a killer, but she will have to do more than that to learn the truth about Copper Falls. She must unravel a complicated web of insidious secrets going back generations and truly confront what the town keeps hidden, as well as what she is hiding from herself. Ooh. Yeah. I think that sounds, sounds good. good. The cover is like black and has like this really bright yellow um, font on it. That's what stands out to me. Okay. It looks really nice. Um, the next cool. one is 
Regrets Only by Kate Bryan. This is a domestic suspense. Um, Paige Lancaster, a single mom and prodigal daughter, has returned to the East Coast from her prestigious, well-paid job in L.A., writing for the smartest detective series on TV. Something terrible happened to her back in Hollywood. Okay, two terrible things. One featuring a misplaced tire iron, and now she's Mm. broke. (laughs) (laughs) With her widowed mother and eight-year-old daughter, Izzy, in her Connecticut hometown. She meets the movers and shakers of Izzy's school's parent booster association run by the intimidatingly gorgeous Ainsley Anderson, who just happens to be married to Paige's old high school flame, John. She attends the annual school fundraiser held at Ainsley and John's mansion, where Ainsley turns up dead at the bottom of her own driveway. Did she fall Mm -hmm. or was she pushed? Mm -hmm. Paige may have only written – I mean, that's what I'm guessing (laughs) – (laughs) Um, Paige may have only written about detectives, but she is convinced she can handle a little undercover sleuthing. Mm. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that interesting because I really do like the aspect of like, I sometimes I'm like, you know, I read a lot of thrillers. I bet I could probably solve a mystery. (laughs) I could solve a murder. So I love that somebody was like, yeah, let's make this into a book where some idiots like, I I read these, I write these, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. There's always one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, congratulations to those authors, and make sure you guys go out and pick up some of these new books that are coming out today. There's one more that's coming out I wanted to mention because I am going to be doing a podcast on it, I think probably next season, Um, but The Nightmare Man by J.H. Markert also comes out today. And so I'm going to tell you in the podcast, but just super quickly, it's about a actor. How to describe this? <laughs> I I don't want to like give anything away too much. So, okay, this is what I'm going to say. The Nightmare okay. Man is about a horror novelist whose books start coming true. What? Okay, okay yes, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what all, I'm going to say. That's a that's great all pitch. I'm, gonna say. I'm here for okay. it. That sounds amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, his books start coming true. I'm going to do a podcast on it later. You guys don't want to miss it. It's so freaking good. It's so freaking creepy. And it comes okay. out today. The Nightmare Man by J.H. Markert. Yep. So cool. Well, awesome. Congratulations to those authors on your pub day. That's so awesome. And I do hope our listeners picked up something good. And I'm going to tell you just from that one line. Yeah. I definitely want to pick up the nightmare. <laughs> yeah. No, you should. You should. It's insane. Um. So Chelsea, what book are you talking about today? What a great question. The book that I'm going to be talking about is by our guest from episode 11, Tessa Wiggert. Um, oh. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out because I'm going to be talking about The Kind to Kill. Um, Dude, I am reading The Dead Season right now. I'm like well, halfway through The Dead Season. <laughs> I, will not, I will not say spoilers, obviously, hopefully. Obviously, yes, yeah. Go ahead. Um, no, tell me. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, so this is the fourth book. Um, yeah. It just came out December 6th. And so, yeah, that's first The Death in the Family, then The Dead Seasons 2, Dead Wind is third, and then The Kind to Kill is her fourth. Um, and I think there's probably going to be more, which is very exciting. Yes. So this book is, ju- I think, just as good as all the other books. I love this series oh. so much. When I thought, mm-hmm. I thought there would be, I thought it was going to be a trilogy. And so when I found out there was a fourth book, I got really excited. Um, And so this book is about a woman who goes missing in A-Bay. So it's still set in um, A-Bay where she works. And Shayna is there and she's trying to deal with some things that have happened in the other books. 
as she mm-hmm. should. Right. Um, one of her big secrets gets out that people find out about her that makes them kind of judge her. And she just kind of wants to get back on with her life and start working in the police and just, you know, get it over with. But all these tourists are coming to A-Bay for Pirate Days, which is this annual festival. Um, And during the Pirate Days, a visitor goes missing. And so Shayna wants to go and try to figure out what happened with the visitor um, and where they went, if they're okay, if they're alive, if they're not alive, whatever. But everyone's pretty much like wherever Shayna goes, there's a ton of trouble there. You know, AB was way <laughs> safer. Small town is like, get this chick out of here. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like, it's all your fault. And then she starts to believe that. And it's kind of like, oh, you're right. Like, it's all my fault. Aww. Um which is kind of sad, but this book, I, love you. I know, but this book is about like, it has a lot of family complexity and okay. talks about like the actions and how a family's actions can leave behind a really big reaction. And so I thought that was really interesting. And of course, like her other books, all of the characters are so well written and Shayna is an amazing main character. She's mm-hmm. she's great. But this book we also got to learn more about some supporting characters, oh, which good. I thought was really fun. Yeah. So there was some I don't want to tell you who, but we get to learn okay. about supporting characters, which is really fun. Um and you can uh read this as a standalone if you want to. So it's in a way it's kind of like a trilogy and then a new one, but it does continue what happened in the first three. But it explains okay. it really well. So Yeah. You could read That's it. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. And so if you just haven't read anything, you can just pick this one right up and start reading it. So pretty much the characters is – it's really about her and then the people that are in her circle. Um, and it talks about their different situations. And it's set in upstate New York in A-Bay near the Thousand Islands, which I think is such a cool setting. Oh, my God. It is. I like – I want to visit it so bad. I know. I know. Wouldn't that be fun? It would just be a dream. So what worked in this book that there was something, a big plot point was the idea of a copycat of a serial killer. And so it was someone copying another serial killer. And that was really creepy, really interesting. Um, And you saw a lot of parallels to a different serial killer, which was really cool. The setting of the Thousand Islands was super fun. Pirate Days, super fun. And the way she wrote it, you got a really good imagery of like this pirate festival, which I think sounds amazing. Um, And obviously another thing that worked is that it could be read as a standalone, which I think is really cool. Um, and then what didn't work is nothing. I just, I guess the ending, but (laughs) again, that's a, that's a me problem. Uh, so for me, I was like, eh, whatever. I already knew this was going to happen, but I'm sure that you won't guess the ending listeners. Right. (laughs) Not you specifically, Olivia. probably fair because I'm like, I, you know, I don't read in as deeply as you do. That's (laughs) true. It's true. I will allow myself to be surprised. It wasn't super, super obvious, but it was obvious enough that I was like, hmm. Um, Trigger warnings is alcoholism, adultery, and murder. I rated it four stars and similar books are Anything by Agatha Christie. Um, any of her previous books, um, like Death in the Family or The Guest List by Lisa Foley. Lucy Foley, sorry. Okay. Well, that's yeah. amazing. You want to hear something a little bit that's kind of fun. So, since I am halfway through the second book right now, yeah. they just mentioned Pirate Days. And I when I read <gasps> that, because we'd already done the interview with Tessa, and I knew oh that gosh. this book was there, I was like, oh my god, 
this is she got it from here like it's all set up together (laughs) it's so freaking fun I love that like she really ties it all together yeah yeah so uh I'm super excited to get to it which is I'm working my way through through the books I think we talked about this uh a little bit towards the end of the last episode of like I haven't really been able to focus and read anything but this is the one I'm like I am determined I'm gonna get through this series because I love it also the writing is like her the, her word choices. That's I keep so getting good. like distracted. I'm just like, oh my god, look at how beautiful that word is that she yeah. chose there. Like it's such a I know. good word. You could be using more of an elementary word, but she just like kind of takes it up a, ne- a notch. Like it was good. Yeah, she's a great writer, and it's so fun to read and so interesting. Like I cannot recommend it enough. That is awesome. All right. Well, my book is also a police procedural. So Ooh. That's that is fun. Um, we should do like an episode just about police procedural series because – We should. There's – yeah, because there's a ton and I know I've read a ton and you've probably read a ton and there would be a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. So my book that I'm talking about today is The Jigsaw Man by Nathan Madison. <gasps> I love Girl. that book. I Girl. love it. I right? love it. It's <sighs> so good. It is so good. Oh okay, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> oh okay, gosh. so this book released in March of 2021. Yeah. Um, it, it is a chonker, though. It's 496 pages and 14 yeah. hours on audio, but it's so good. Like, it's just, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So synopsis. So D.I. Angelica Henley is just returning from a leave of absence followed by several years on desk duty. She's been pulled back into the field on her first case um, in a while because the case is eerily similar to her last one when she was part of the team who caught the Jigsaw Man, Peter Olivier. I mean, right? Um, So although he's been in prison, people are showing up around London with his signature, dismembered and branded like pieces of a puzzle, a leg here, a torso there. And they're not all from the same person. (laughs) Gross. I know. Um, She's traumatized by the original Jigsaw Man case, Avi. Um, But her squad is the best in London, and they deal with the most grisly crimes as part of the serial crime unit. So she has to face her nemesis while he's in prison. So she's got to go talk to him because there's this copycat that's kind of going on. And he's none too happy about this copycat Mm -mm, that's mm -mm. out there. And he decides to take matter into his own hands. So now she's not only hunting a madman, she's having to deal with another dude that she's already dealt with once before who's doing some crazy shit. And then – but she's also dealing with the politics of her squad and the London police force. She's a mom. And she has a husband who really wants her to quit her job. So She's so cool. I love her. She's such a good character. She is. She is such a badass. Um, Yeah. I just – I love her. And then, um, so my v- review of the book is it read like a police procedural TV series, and I was not mad at it at all. There yeah. were times when I was reading where I literally felt like I was reading an episode of Law and Order SVU or Criminal Yes. Lines. Like it was the the way that the characters move through the scenes and they work together. They really transported me. There's a, there's one scene in particular that stood out to me. They were sitting around their bullpen around the murder board and they're talking about like theories and stuff, like the whole squad there. And I was like, this is 100% I'm watching Criminal Minds right now. Right. Like, that is what's right. happening in my, in my pages. And I they were profiling. It was so cool. I loved it. 
So, and uh, so Nadine doesn't pull punches when it comes to the graphic nature of the many, <gasps> many deaths in this book. She doesn't. It's real she, gross. Like, it's, get ready. It's graphic. But if yeah. you love a good grisly murder mystery, this is this is the one. You got to get this, this one. This book, in a way, kind of reminded me of Silence of the Lambs, like yeah. the relationship mm-hmm. between them. I was like, yes. Between you know, and Peter Olivier, like the Jigsaw Man. Oh, like, it's very, yeah, it's tense. And there's like clearly like layers in between them. Oh, man. Yeah, I agree. So it's a good comparison. Um, I also, sorry, my next thing was like, I love the backstory between Angelica and Olivier. Um, it feels like we come into the second chapter of their story. So they already had all these tension um, and yeah. everything. And so I feel like it could be really cool to get um, prequels to see mm. her catch him. But this is a series now. And yeah, the it is. is called The Binding Room, which is out in hardback. Yep. I'm waiting for it to come out in paperback to pick it up. Although I might just borrow it from the library in the meantime before I buy the paperback version to match my other one. Anyway, right. it's super exciting. Um, it's set in London, which I also love. Trigger warnings. Okay. So everything in that I said, <laughs> why would Alzheimer's be in that story? I don't know, but it is. So yeah. that's yeah. a trigger warning. This is what yeah. I'm saying. This literally pops up everywhere. Why? It does. I don't anyway. know. I know. <laughs> now that I've said it, like you guys are going to see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm saying. Um, okay. So Alzheimer's, a cat is injured, but I just want to say it's minimal, non-graphic. The cat's fine. The cat's um, fine, guys. Gore, <laughs> infidelity, drug use, and a whole yeah. lot of murder. So much um, violence. It's so gross. So much violence. And yeah. so what worked for me, what I really enjoyed about it was like the procedural aspect, like I said. But then I really enjoyed how dark and grisly the crimes were. If you are into sometimes reading some really grisly murder scenes and like, mm. whoa, what? People do crazy shit to each other. This book has that. Mm-hmm. Um what didn't work for me was that it was a little too long for me. Um, it still went by really quick, but I just didn't care about the politics of the police department, um, whether they were going to be disbanded or not. Um, it wasn't bad. It created more tension for the main character. I just didn't really – it just didn't interest me. But overall, still loved it. Rated it four stars. And if you – similar books, I would say the Robert Hunter series by Chris Carter, the Grant County, County series by Karen Slaughter, way, way more than the Will Trent series because I think Grant County is darker. Um, and then Taylor Jackson series by J.T. Ellison. Love, love, love. I can't – that reminds me to read the next one. I really need to start it because I have it here and I just have not picked it up yet. But the, the Jigsaw Man was so freaking good. So like, good. Um, yeah, we should do a buddy read of it or something. Oh, yes. That would be fun. And then we can talk yeah. about it because, yeah, she's a good writer. And, like, she it's is. exactly what you said. Like, you get into the book and you're like, is this a second book? Like, it feels like it's yeah. the second book in a series. Like, you already – all the characters know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of times in standalone books or first books in a series, they're, like, introducing, like, oh, yes. look, it's – this person you just met, met this person. person yeah yeah they're all meeting and it's like this book it's like they already know each other which i think is so cool and such a great way to write in like a continuation yeah i totally agree with you and um i also really liked because nadine is a criminal defense attorney in london yeah. which i i think is also interesting so clearly she's got like a deeper understanding of how the um, judicial system and law enforcement works there and as a defense attorney she's going to you know, be dealing with some interesting people. So. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So totally. Anyway, good book. Highly recommend The Jigsaw Man if you guys like a a dark thriller. 
Dark what a great procedural. choice. Yeah. I love Yay, that. Yay. Thank you. Oh, thank my you. gosh. These were some good ones today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what's coming next. I actually was just starting to work on um, stuff for the next episode, and we've got some good books coming out next week, too. So I'll tell you guys <sighs> all about them. I it feel like January – yeah, <laughs> January is like the month for good books coming out. There's so many good books coming out in January and February, actually. Yeah, I think it's because they like take December and those two – like two or three weeks or whatever, it's just real low. <laughs> so, yeah. And now they're like, here, have yeah. all these books. And I'm like, I Here's will have them. Books. Yes, thank you. Oh, Sign me up for it. It makes me want to read. Like I have not been reading a ton because I've obviously I've been watching Netflix and that's the way to live my life right now. But it makes me actually want to read. But I've just been kind of in a reading like bleh, lately. You know, it's. I think I have two, and I just I don't know. Sometimes you just need a break. I guess. Yeah. Right? You just need something different. Um, I think everyone gets in reading slumps, and I would say I feel a little in a slump, and it's more of just like I need to get over this i don't know yeah i'm just avoiding it and like well i'll never read again hello netflix and so that's been (laughs) my way and it's been working great honestly (laughs) not for reading but yeah when you come back to the books though you'll be like yes i'm excited to do this again but sometimes you just exactly the other thing i'm watching other than person of interest is parks and rec which is love parks and rec but yeah, I just want like funny, light, you know, yeah. happy, I don't have to think about it kind of things. And yeah, yeah that's been my- Your eyes don't really. have to work and strain themselves. That's the right. main thing is like my eyes don't want to do any work. They just want to sit there. So that's okay. Netflix. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, you know this because I, I told you like I've been having all kinds of eye and headache issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go to an eye doctor uh, next week and see if I can get updated glasses. But- mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have no desire. Like every time I pick up a book or I pick up something, I'm just like, I can only look at it for so long and then I have to put yeah. it in there. Um, And honestly, yeah. something else that has been kind of hard, I think, not, I mean, it could be, is seeing everyone like, how many more books are you going to finish before this year's over? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Literally zero, like none. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah. feel that pressure to finish more books. Like, if I don't want to read, I'm not going to, like, reading's supposed to be fun. So, yes. The pressure exactly. that we put on ourselves makes it not fun, you know? So, if I don't feel like it, I'm not going to because we don't need to be pressured like that. I totally agree. And that's why I was saying that, like, earlier I was doing some stuff for planning for um, for my Instagram, but also for the podcast because I was like, you know what? I'm really not in a super big mood of reading right now. I also mm. don't want to. Um, force myself to be like, I have to read this because it's for like work, right? right? Like I'm reading this. Right. And this isn't work. But it's fun. But yeah. I have to read this because I got to talk about something on the podcast. I don't want to feel that way. I, and that's why I picked up the second book in a police procedural series specifically to be like, I won't talk about this on the yeah. podcast. And yeah. I won't – like it's not pressure. It's to enjoy it. Um, right. Because it's just really – Yeah. It's interesting how it can go that way. And I'm sure like a lot of bookstagrammers, book talkers, people who are in like the book reviewer um, state, they probably feel the same way sometimes too, right? Like it's – you don't want it to feel like a job. It should be fun. If it's not fun, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. I, I see people posting on like social media and it's like very obvious that they did not read the book, but they just want – to post, you know, which that's fine. But I'm like, that must get so tiring to do that every day to just be like, this is a book. And I'm like, do you, are you happy? (laughs) You know, it just sometimes, (laughs) because sometimes it does get really tiring and you don't feel like doing it. And I'm like, well, then don't, you know, like take a break. And this isn't like a, this isn't a 
every day this is your job like you're this is where yeah. you're getting your entire main source of income and and if it is everyone well has it's a not a off, competition so, that's the thing is like i think yeah. people make it seem like i read 520 i don't know a lot of books and i'm like that's amazing like i'm so happy for those people and then yeah. i'm also happy for the people who read three books and they haven't read books for it like that in a while you know like that's yes. awesome yeah, so I feel absolutely. bad because those people should feel just as happy because it's like it brought you joy and that's really cool. I mean, and that's what the whole thing is about. It's escapism, bringing joy. It's a fun hobby. And if it's not fun, you know. Don't do it. Put it don't do it. Put something else to the side. Life's too short. But yeah. just know books will always be here for you and they keep coming. So it's not like you're ever going to run out of potential right. options to read. Uh, right. My friend said that to me before. She's like, I don't have any books to read. And, so, like, and you're like, yes, you owns. do. And I was like, I'm sorry. Yes, you do. Do you have access to a library? It is an unlimited amount of books to read. You're crazy. I do understand that mentality, but it's like that you have to do the work to find them, you know? But yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. get that. It's kind of like, oh, I feel like I – it's like when you look in your fridge and there's nothing to eat. Even like, though there yeah. like, clearly is, but yes. Yeah, there's tons of food, but you're just like, eh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> It's like that. Like, I get it. But also, yeah. if you just, like, ask us, we will give you some recommendations. So All day. And you know how you can do that? You can DM us on Instagram at Olivia Yeah, you Davis can. And or, or Thrillers by the Book Club pod because yeah. we're both there also. Just We're just sitting there monitoring our inbox saying, I wish someone would ask me for recommendations just patiently waiting for Actually, you. I do wish somebody would ask me. For, I love it when they do. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even kidding. So, you know me too. Like, it makes me so happy. Like random friends and stuff like that are like, hey, I just, I'm looking for a book. Like, oh my God. Yes. I want to tell you. Okay. Let's talk. What kind of genres do you like? What do you, what are your like triggers? Where are your like, let me find your parameters and then I will tell you all the books to read. <laughs> exactly. That's a, it's so much fun. And like, that's what brings us joy. So yeah, ask us. That brings me a we lot of joy. <laughs> same a hundred percent same <laughs> all right guys we'll have a wonderful day slash night slash whatever you are doing as you're listening to our podcast we're happy you're here today woohoo have a good time okay i guess bye <laughs> <laughs> um bye um bye, <laughs> bye. bye.